Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Bear House podcast. This is your host, Samantha. And uh, today's episode is going to be really juicy because um, I got to sit with Kelly Mason and she's just so full of knowledge, y'all. <laughs> like our combo went from manifestation to the four elements to how she got started in her business, um, how she found, you know, her kind of like work and how she got to where she is today we start talking about astrology your Saturn return we just like literally <laughs> talked about a little about everything um but it was all connected to kind of understanding yourself and finding yourself and creating the life that you desire and kind of how that all plays a role together um it's really really juicy so i hope you guys enjoy this episode and um i will link below the show notes how to find Kelly, what she has going on right now. I know she gave us a special 30% off for needle chart reading. So if that's something that you think you'd be interested in, please check out the link below. Um, she has like a code for us. Just make sure to use that code. Also there, you'll find a link to a free breathwork meditation and a link to check out her upcoming retreat in Costa Rica. So if those are things that you'd be interested in, if this episode aligns with you, make sure to check it out and enjoy this episode. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm here sitting with Kelly. Hi Kelly, how are you doing? Hello, thanks for having me, Samantha. If you want to tell us a little about yourself, Kelly, and uh, what you do and how you got here. Sure. Um, I'm Kelly Mason. Hi everyone listening. Nice to meet you. Uh, I'm based in Michigan right now, and I am a hairstylist. I own a hair salon. I also do energy healing work in that space. Um, and then on online, I guess I moonlight, right? I moonlight as a hairstylist. It's like my little <laughs> 3d world reality <laughs> and, um, kind of how I got on into this online space, how maybe you found me or connected with me. Cause obviously I do not do hair on the internet. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that. I have no idea you did hair. It's so cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, I guess that's part of how I got here. It's been my segue into working as an energetic manifestation coach for women. Um, I help women strategize how to bring their gifts online. Um, I work with nature and the elements a lot. That's my primary focus these days is tapping into the wisdom of what's all around us and in us. And I, I started off as a hair hairstylist and that gave me really great insight to the fact that what I was actually physically doing with my skills and my craft um, was kind of a, a facade of what was really happening behind the scenes, which was all energetic exchange, um, connection, healing, um, and helping other people really see the beauty that was inside of them um, through holding space for someone to change their outer appearance. That's so and, beautiful. Yeah. It's so profound. Like, I love that. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a wild journey to, and I, I'm sure people who are listening right now, maybe you're in, I mean, we all have some sort of job. And I think a lot of times we start identifying ourselves with that job. We're like, hi, I'm Kelly and I'm a hairstylist. And instead of, you know, to walk up to someone and give them the loaded, you know, what you really do is, uh, kind of a deeper, it, it opens up a deeper channel for explanation and conversation. I think sometimes we're a little afraid to go there. 
Um, so a big part of my journey has been taking off those masks and taking off those kind of layers that I've put in front of myself to, um, make it more comfortable to explain who I am by identifying as something that's familiar to people Mm. and taking those things off to really expose what is it that I'm doing behind all of that? Um, which is really my passion really lies in helping women uncover their gifts and really dig into the deeper, deeper, deeper aspects of ourselves and learn how to hold space for that and learn how to express that so that it feels confident and comfortable and magnetic instead of scary and overwhelming and vulnerable. And like, we want to run away and hide. And so kind of in a nutshell, that's what I do now. And, and I, I segued there by way of the hairdressing craft, um, over the last 17 years, um, skitter scattered along in there. I became a yoga teacher and a Reiki master and have done all kinds of wild experiments on, you know, expanding my consciousness (laughs) and, um, you know, clearing up some attachments that I've had, uh, But yeah, that's kind of what I do now. And I absolutely love it. I love playing in the unseen realms. Um, I love playing with energy. And I think life is like this video game. And we're just kind of, you know, getting to the next next levels. It's like, what are we going to find now? And (laughs) it's like this infinite kind of loop of exploration and curiosity. So that's where I like to play. Um, and I am just having a blast doing it. <laughs> I love that, you know, and I love, I love your story. I had no idea that you started in here. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so interesting because I always say that like cutting your hair or doing your hair is such a transformation energetically, even though it's happening physically. So I can totally see how that kind of like, you know, went that way. Um, but what interesting, uh, I found interesting was the elements you mentioned that earlier. So how, I guess, how did you get into that? And um, if you want to, I guess, break down the elements a little bit and how they kind of uh, are linked to your healing style or coaching style. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so I'm a Capricorn sun. I'm, I'm an astrologer. So, and I'm not an expert astrologer. I would say that I am definitely a student of yoga and a student of astrology before I'm a teacher. Yeah. I'm constantly learning, but from those two spaces, I gleaned um, so much information about the elements. And that's, what's really connected me. Um, I'm like, I said, I'm a Capricorn sun. So it's like, I just delight in practical things and (laughs) I love when things just have a purpose and I can plug them in and it makes sense for me in my life. Um, I also love the whimsy and the mystery, but I feel much more safe and secure when I have something to funnel my energy into, right? Like that really beautiful balance of masculine structure, form system, and the really freeing creative energy of the feminine, which is so flowing and fluid and intuitive. And I kind of tried to not be so structured in my life. And I was like, I want to be free. I want (laughs) to just dance and no worries. And we'll see what happens. And that really stressed me out. (laughs) (laughs) I just really couldn't hang. Um, so I, I started asking myself like, where, what am I missing? 
I'm, I'm understanding, you know, I'm, I'm in my yoga practice. I'm in my astrology studies. I'm like kind of noticing that everything impacts something else. And I'm like, what am I missing here? And the thing, you know how, when you look in the fridge and it's like, you're looking for ketchup or something like that, and it's right there, it's right there in front of you, <laughs> but you're, you can't see it until you're willing to see it. That's how I feel about the elements. Mm. They, they are there always for all time. They are us and they are all around us. Everything that we see and manifest is fire, water, air, and earth everything. Mm. And, um, I, I really am a firm believer that when we're, when we're open and willing to receive information, it will be right. It, it will just present itself like this. Yeah. And, um, we just have to open the door, right. We just have to open the door and look. So that's what, that's, that's what happened with me in the elements. And I started to realize, oh my gosh, in my yoga practice, the chakra system, our lower chakra system, which roots us into this reality from the heart down to our root. If you're familiar with the, the energy body, right? Our root yeah. chakra is our base of our spine, moving up our sacral, our solar plexus, our heart is what anchors us into this reality. Each of those chakras are, are related to an element. Um, our root is earth. Our sacral is water. Our solar plexus is fire and our heart is air. So I started to realize that during, um, one of my training courses and I'm like, okay, wow, there it is. And then I'm studying astrology and my teacher, Deborah Silverman, her main focus is on the elements and how the elements appear in astrology. The planets are associated with an element. The constellations are associated with an element. Um, and then I went even deeper and I realized, <laughs> cause I live in Michigan and I f- started f- working with the cycles of nature mm. and that all started, this is a little tangenty, but that all started because, <laughs> because I, every January 1st, it is cold, dark. You have no energy. You just want to sleep and rest. And you have this sense of urgency to change your whole life Mm. on new year's day. It's true. It's so true. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) How, why? And you know, in these like enlightened moments, I start questioning everything and I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Um, but for so long, I just went along with it. Right. Every January 1st, I'm like, happy new year. Okay. Tomorrow I'm going to do this. And this year I'm going to do this. I'm making all these lists. I'm like really geared up and ready to go. And then, you know, by the time it's March, I'm burnt out. I'm done. I haven't stuck with anything. Um, and I started noticing that a lot of people did that too. And, so I got curious one day and I'm like, I wonder how the elements relate to the cycles of nature. And I start Googling and I start searching the internet while well, Aristotle also thought about this back in like the hundreds, <laughs> right? Not even thousands, right? Like way back started going, you know, I think that the elements are the root of everything. And so, you know, as it, as, as they did back then, all they did was sit around and think. 
And so he has all these papers written in his books about how the foundation of everything in this world, in this universe, is at the very basic level, one of the four elements. It's made up of the four elements. I had no idea. I love Aristotle. I had no idea that he even wrote about that. That's juicy. I'm going to write this down. (laughs) Yeah. Look that up because it's really powerful. And I I think I stumbled upon it because um, in this modern day, like, we're always searching for what's next and what's new. Yeah. And really what we need to, to do is slow down and look at the foundational el- like elements, the basic elemental energetics of what is and return to something simpler, which is what I think a lot of people are trying right now, where a lot of people are seeking, seeking right now, right? Mm-hmm. Is to return to something much more simple. And I think that I was meant to see this to revive it right? Mm. Like, like a revival of the simplicity of what really is. Cause we just overcomplicate everything. And I'm like, Nope, just look at the elements. Where are you out of alignment? Look at your earth. Where are you at? You know, where are you feeling this? Look at your air. So, um, so yeah, the foundation of everything. And so this is reflected in everything. And the way Aristotle studied it was wet, hot, dry, and cold. Mm. So those are the cycles of nature, wet, hot, dry, cold. And, um, reflective of those are the cardinal signs in astrology right so in astrology the cardinal signs are aries libra capricorn and cancer right those are the four cardinal signs and the four cardinal signs usher in the new season so at that new season there's always a shift right right now we just entered the autumnal equinox and so we're shifting into a whole three month cycle of a season. And within that season is, um, this background energy. So what I started getting curious about is a kind of a long story, but I hope no, but this is so interesting. I hope it's I'm, interesting. No, for me, I, I love astrology. So I just never like looked at it this way. So this is so interesting. Please keep going. <laughs> yeah. So what I got really interested in Samantha was not the celestial energy so much, which is what we typically focus on, which is important. But I started noticing that there's this kind of reflection and, um, relationship cosmic energy. So within those, that three month period, we'll just say between autumn and the winter solstice is Libra season, Scorpio season, Sagittarius season. Yeah. So we typically look at those and those elemental backgrounds are going to be air, water, fire. But what's happening on earth, right? Mm. Like what's, what's going on on earth? What's in this 3d reality? Cause a lot of us kind of forget about like bodies, systems, the, you know, like what the trees, like the, the actual ecosystem that's going on here is in the element of earth, the entire season. So the element of earth is like the background energy of what is all happening cosmically. So it's holding down the grid here. And, um, so I started noticing these things and they directly correlated with what Aristotle wrote Hmm. literally to a T to a T. This is so good. I didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. To a T. And so I'm like, Oh my gosh. And I really do, do believe in the quantum field. I believe in the information field. I believe that everything already exists and we just have to tap into it. 
So it was this like really huge moment of realizing I just tapped into the quantum field. I just accessed information that existed. And then I kind of followed the breadcrumbs to realize that where the source, like who, who else has thought of this? Who else has documented this? Um, anyway, so (laughs) I don't even know how I got here about the elements, but each of the seasons has an element, um, that it's associated with during that period of time on earth. So what I did from there was I created a program called elemental energetics Mm. and I started teaching on how to manifest intentionally with the elements Mm. in reflection of how they are existing within yoga, within our energy body, right? Our chakras um, and how they exist in the cycle of the seasons. And so it, it showed up as this four-part process of um, intention, dedication, passion, and perseverance, which all relate to an element. Mm. And it just all kind of went woo and trickling down. <laughs> and um, I, I've been following this process for like the past four years. Okay. And it is so supportive and it's always true. Mm. It's always true. So I'm always looking for what's true because I don't know about you, but these days it's like, right. It's like information overload, (laughs) information overload. You don't know if something's propaganda or if it's truth. We're very easily deceived by the internet. Anything can be made into look appearing as it's true. And it's just an illusion. So I'm always looking for real truth and real truth can be proved in all aspects. Like it has to always be true in all, whenever you plug it into anything and the elements are always true. Mm. The elements are always true. They're always honest. And I find that the reason that that is, is because it's reflected in the cosmos and the, the cycle that our, um, earth moves through the sky and also it's reflected in the way that the cycles of nature happen so Mm. i was like it must be true if you want to create your reality you have to follow that that. you have to follow that process too it's the only way or else you're gonna end up in in you know the illusion the cycle of like groundhog's day but with a different (laughs) look you know no, you're right. I totally agree. I think that like, um, kind of like to your point about the whole like truth, I think there is so much happening right now, especially in the healing world, I guess, in the spiritual world and it being introduced to people in a very like, just, there's just so much information on it. It's almost like what is really like true and what really does actually work. And I totally agree with you with that whole, because going back to the simple stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like simple truths, you know what I mean? So I, I love that. Um, so, so kind of to segue into manifesting, um, I guess, how would you describe, or if you were to give your own definition of manifesting, what would you? Oh, so I just think, okay, for a while I tried to not use the word manifestation. <laughs> Ugh, I was like, it's overused. People are starting to like bastardize it. It's yeah. like becoming, it's like the shag haircut. It's like a shag haircut can be whatever the heck you want a shag haircut to be. It could look like this. It could look like this. It could look right. like this. They're all shags. 
I'm like, it's all manifestation. Um, <laughs> but you know, search engine op- optimization. So I was like, screw it. Um, we're just, <laughs> I love the honesty. <laughs> I mean, really? Um, I think at the root of why we're interested in manifestation is because we're all seeking some to meet our basic needs and desires. Mm. And I, I believe that we could enter into the understanding of the laws of manifestation in a like benevolent or benevolent way. We could enter into it into a, in a, um, integral way or a manipulative way. Mm. Um, so manifestation is always happening. It's just the materialization of, uh, a powerful frequency and something that we focus on or something that is, um, thought of seen, dreamt of inner vision, inner sight, and it's materialized by taking action. That's all manifestation really is. Um, what I'm really interested in about manifestation is, um, understanding how, how it works, how it works to, um, bring in or call into your, your immediate perception of reality, a life that is in alignment with how you want to feel and what you want to experience. Um, I think where it sometimes can go a little sideways is that, um, people can have opinions about that concept by comparison, right? Like saying, well, that's great for you, but what about people over here? Or yeah, that's great that you want to live that kind of life and experience those surroundings. But what about people, you know, what about this situation or that situation? So I really think that it is just information and each person's situation and life scenario is going to be different. So we can't really compare. It's it's such a weird thing. We're in such a weird time, <laughs> such a weird time where we have so much insight to other people's lives. Yeah. And so to compare, well, should I create a business that I'm going to you know, be able to do this and this and this, but somebody else can't because they don't even have access to a computer or that, you know what I mean? So we have to like get out of, we have to get in our own energy. Mm. Like number one (laughs) in manifestation is like get in your own energy. And when you're in your own energy, like litmus test, is this an integrity? Is this not, is this, is this something that I, I really want? Because I think that if I have it, and that I experience it, it will benefit everyone else? Or is it self-serving and it's spiteful or I, you know, you know, where is it coming from? So I think that that's really important to understand about the process of manifestation if you want to do it in integrity. Mm. I love how you said that. Sorry, keep going. (laughs) Yeah, just to be in your own energy. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so you know, my definition of manifestation would just be to, to take action on the either consciously or unconsciously, right. You're always manifesting. You're taking action on something that's um, unseen in the Hmm. unseen realm of thought, dream, inner vision. Hmm. 
I, I love that. I love how you legit um said that it starts with you, you know, and it, we do live in a time where legit everything's just it's almost like it's like you said, like what is really mine? Like what's really an in integrity and what's not? Mm-hmm. You know, so how I guess in your um I guess way of teaching and coaching, how would you approach someone just I guess regaining their energy and just regaining their own like authenticity and integrity? That's like what's question. one, I guess, way, I guess one easy way. I'm sure there's a lot of ways, right? It's not just one thing usually, yeah. but um, what's a way? <laughs> a way to like regain your personal power. Yeah. Be back in your own energy. Yeah. Oh, the breath mm. is definitely the gateway. Um, your breath is the what delivers and carries through your life force. It's not your life force, but it is what carries your life force. So if you have healthy breath, you have a healthy connection to your breath. Um, you'll have a healthy connection to your, to yourself, to your present moment. Um, so that would be, that's what I teach. That's how I teach people to get in their own energy, to get in their own power. I have a free, and we can link it in your show notes. If you want, if anyone's yeah. listening, that's interested in trying this out, I have a free offering called elemental breath work and it's four, no, it's three, three, um, breath work practices that are under five minutes that mm. are associated with each element. Okay. Yeah. I'll definitely putting this in the show notes. So and yeah, it's, it's the simplest way. So I, um, I, I teach three different practices that come from the yoga lineage that I have studied in and it brings you right back into your body in association with whatever element you're needing that moment. So Mm -hmm. maybe you're needing to be in your body and feel grounded and safe. There's a pranayama practice that you can do that. That's associated with your root chakra, which is associated with the element of earth. Um, and I layered those tracks with um sound bowls so i played singing bowls that are in association so you're getting the frequency of being in your body in your own energy in that element and you're also getting like the sound so like in the water one there's waves in the air one there's chimes um so sense sensation right being in the sensory aspect of your body is a really powerful way to drop yourself back that's why people like yoga that's why people Mm. like to, to do asana practice. It gets you in your body, gets you present, and you can actually be in your own energy. You're not in the mind thinking about what somebody else is thinking about. Mm. I love that. Yeah. I'll definitely link that in the show notes guys. You just can definitely check it out. I think I will also be checking it out. Cause I love, I love how you have connected the elements to the chakras to just everything. Um, this is beautiful. It's great. Um, so <laughs> no, yeah, I think it's lovely. Cause I've, I've always been into those things just separately, you know? So I've never really ever thought about layering it and anyways I can go on about this but um so how okay how would you in your experience when it comes to like self-care and pouring into yourself um and all that how do you in your experience relate that to manifesting do you think they go hand in hand do you feel like the more you care for yourself um does that somehow reflect into your manifesting process yeah definitely I I I hundred percent think it does. Um, you know, we all have basic needs and if our basic needs aren't met and then you can refer back to the elements for this too, right? If your basic needs aren't met, you're going to be seeking how to fill them 
those needs at whatever cost. Mm. So it can be really disruptive to um, your reality. So if you're, let's just say your earth isn't balanced inside of you, your root chakra is not balanced. You don't feel safe. Maybe something happened in your life, um, conscious or unconscious of it. Uh, energy has not been moved through in that area. Instead of creating consciously, um, a grounded earth element, right? Your own systems and structures in your life, your own processes that you let your energy run through your own, um, sense of safety within your body. You're going to try to find it in ways, no matter what. So your, your system, your like your mind, your body is going to seek that out. So if you're aware of it and you, you tend to it consciously and intentionally, it's going to be much more coherent than if your mind is erratically trying to like grasp for balancing earth. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, and, and when we start to like dissect it, we realize that we do it (laughs) and in ways that we didn't realize we're trying to fill that void. Right. So maybe it comes out in seeking safety in, in spaces or within people or projecting that onto other people like expect expectations that someone needs to save you or, you know, putting people on a pedestal and saying, they're going to heal me. They're going to help me. They're going to fill my void instead of turning the inward on ourselves and saying, how can I nourish myself? How can I tend to myself? Um, how can I create an environment that is sustainable for me to live my life in and really take control and take our power back in that, um, automatically we'll start trying to find it in ways that are outside of ourselves if we Mm -hmm. don't bring it in from ourselves and which can cause all kinds of crazy stuff in our lives. And, um, I think that that happens that will happen no matter what in some way, shape or form, um, to teach us lessons, to show us, Hey, go back to yourself, go back to yourself. You're not going to find it there. And we'll kind of like keep trying to find it somewhere else until we find it, until we return to our own, our own um, energy, to our own body Mm. and realize that we have the power. The power is already within us. We don't have to find it outside of ourselves. Yeah. Right. Okay. This brings up two questions for me. One, do you, this is so off random topics. If you do not know the answer, it's not a big deal, but do you think that our Saturn return, this is very astrology random, but do you think our Saturn return has anything to do um, with the, I guess, projection of these, of the lack or the unbalance of the energetic body? Do you think it kind of like amplifies during certain periods of our lifetime? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, our, our, I mean, in um, the lineage of teaching that I come from as an astrologer, uh, Saturn is like the most powerful influential mm. planet in our life. Um, it comes in seven year cycles. So about every seven years, you're experiencing a square and opposition or a return. And those 
in those, and it, somebody asked me this actually, like, so every seven years I have to pay attention right when it's the seven years. And I'm like, no, it's just like <laughs> you're the whole time. Um, but it will typically some sort of event and every person that I've done a natal chart reading for, I, t- I go through their Saturn re- return dates or very prominent Saturn placement, uh, Saturn, um, moments in their okay. life in the past. So mm. say you came to me for a natal chart reading and the first couple of questions I'm going to ask you are specific dates. I'm going to look at your Saturn placement and I'm going to look at the seven different seven year points based on what age you are. And I'm going to ask you what was going on around, um, between January and, um, April of 2005. And typically when you bring up those specific dates, which they don't know, but I know are either, uh, are a prominent aspect. So a square or an opposition, which creates tension in our lives. Always, always are like, Oh my God, you know what? I haven't thought about that, but that was the year that I got a divorce. That was the year that you know, I lost my first child. That was the year that I got in this horrible car crash and I almost died. That was just like crazy stuff. That's so interesting. Uh, You have me wanting to go back to mine now. I have to like, (laughs) I'm going to like write to you like, so I found out this and this about me. I love that. That's so so interesting. I do think Saturn has a really powerful impact on us um, because it is, it is here to show us what we're just like, what we're just talking about. Like, if you can't see it, it's going to help show you. Yeah your lessons. And typically it manifests as a big moment. Mm. And in the moment, unless you're an astrologer, you're not going to (laughs) realize, oh my God, Saturn square right now. Saturn trying to tell me something. Yeah. Saturn. (laughs) (laughs) And then people, when we do say stuff like that, people are like, what the fuck? (laughs) What are you talking about? I'm like, it's Saturn, bro. Um, That's living my life. (laughs) Yeah. Saturn, yeah, is a big player in manifestation too. Mm. So elaborate on that. Yeah. Saturn, because it's systems and structures. Mm. It's Saturn is like rules, system, structure. How does your life set up? And so when we're working with the energy of Saturn, it helps us to access that information of what do I want my life to look like? How do I want my life to flow? Because we, we, again, we get this weird perception. It's not weird. It's been programmed. Call it what it is. (laughs) It's been programmed into us. And I don't really like to talk about things in like the form of patriarchy and capitalism and stuff like that, because I honestly think those are just like manifestations of things that have been, um, thought of as ways to have systems. Okay. And, I see that. Yeah. So I, I don't focus too much on that. I know that some people do, but it doesn't give me, like, I feel stuck when I do that. I'm like, okay. it's the patriarchy. I'm like, of course, <laughs> but like, I'm not getting anywhere with that. It's capitalism. And I'm like, but you just bought something and you just sold something. Right. <laughs> So I, I don't go, I don't really go into those things too much. I, I more think about how am I, how can I personally participate in life in a way that is integral, integral to the systems and structures I want in my life. Mm. If I can create those in my life, they can be emanated outwardly. 
Okay. There's never going to be something that's perfect for everyone. Mm. So we, when we find things that work well for us, and that's why it's so cool to see people like homesteading and like homeschooling and like doing all these things that are um, counterculture. Yeah. Not traditional at all. Not traditional. Well, they are kind of traditional though. And yeah, in a way, in a way. It's like simplicity. We are going back to old ways. We're returning to, to truth. And, um, I think that that is a really cool reflection of how systems and structures have to start changing from the inside out. Mm. And I love a good protest. I love a good opinion, but it's like action. Yeah. Action. So then we can look at Mars. I mean, if we wanted to go like super astrology here, we could go there, (laughs) you know, just, you know, as you know, and also is, um, you know, it relates, it relates to, to the planets. So you can look at Mars, Mars is action. It's direction. It's where are you focusing that energy and channeling it into your system? Mm. So action is, is super key, uh, in, in the whole manifestation process. Mm. It's not a passive experience where it's, where, you know, just think it and then it will happen. And right. just believe it and your life will change. That's bypassing very important steps of your participation in this experience, in this human experience, which is taking a radical responsibility for the actions that you are um, that you are taking to project energy out into the quantum field. Mm. And so uh you know, we have to remember that we have to remember that everything we do is important, everything. And I think maybe if you're listening, that might feel like a little refreshing because, or, or maybe scary, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but for me, it makes me feel really good because sometimes I look around at the world and I'm like, this ain't good. It's bad. It's bad out there. Things are weird things are crazy, which they always have been, um, forever, but it, it, and and sometimes we go, what's, how can I even, I don't even matter. Mm. I don't even matter. Like what I do doesn't matter, but what you do does matter. What each of us does matters. And so we got to get our energy, right. We Mm. have to be in a coherent aligned space in order to make that energy, what we're putting out there clean. Oh, I see. I get it. It's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a little circuit. It's like a, like a, you're plugging in like a, a tube to something. And if it's not clear, the energy you're trying to I guess, transmute out is not going to be as powerful as it can be. That's yeah. It. Yeah. I see what you're yeah. saying. It's oh, not going to be nice. powerful and it's going to be very erratic and it can mm. cause more disruption than coherence mm. in the in the bigger picture you have me thinking about so much stuff it's <laughs> I, <didn't laughs> I love <laughs> this thank you for letting me go like super out there because um you know it is I like to make people think I like to have conversations that are really stimulating yeah um I don't I think that there's we're in a time right now where a lot of people want 
teach me how to make a million dollars tomorrow. Right. <laughs> Tell me how to manifest my life like that. And I don't even want to have to do anything. I'm like, right. Just don't come over to my page. <laughs> you're, you're going to get frustrated. <laughs> but I love that you mentioned that because it's, it's very true. You know, um, besides the fact that the word manifesting has been like overused to the point that I don't even know what it means anymore. Right. But um, it's also, like you said, like, it's kind of that fake bubble thing of like, oh, I'm just, you know, think happy thoughts and, and just, you know, my thoughts attract these things into my life without thinking that there are, our action has to be intentional, you know, to actually like bring that in. So I'd love you to mention that. Um, so, okay. To circle kind of back and bring things back kind of, um, our, okay. Sorry, I just have so much questions because this really went into astrology and I love astrology and I did not expect this to go there. Um, so, okay. So as a majority of my audience is, is experiencing their first out of return, most of them are like between 27 and like 30 something. Okay. Um, so what would you say as a tip or as a kind of, what would you leave someone going through their out of return right now? What's the best way they can approach this time in their life? Number one thing is don't rush to get out of a situation. Mm. And I know that might sound like counterintuitive because when we're in a situation, because typically when we're in a Saturn return, it feels heavy. It's it's like somebody's coming up to you going, here, what do you want to choose? What do you want to do with your life? What do you want to be when you grow up? How do you want to handle this? You know, and we're... And, and sometimes that presents us a lot of challenges. And often when we're presented with challenges, um, like our, our fight or flight response wants to like run away from it as fast as we can so we can just get through it so it can be done. And I have found in my experience that when I slow down in the moments when I want to run away faster than fast, like a cheetah is chasing me, if I slow down, okay, I guess I give this analogy. I love analogies. If this <laughs> cheetah is chasing me and it's my problems mm. and I want to run, I think I can run faster this cheetah. And then you start like grasping for anything. I could climb up a tree. Can that cheetah climb up a tree? I bet I'm not climb up the tree. He can't come. And we just start trying to get away. What if, what if, okay, we're obviously scared because it's like, oh my God, so many choices. What if I make the wrong one? What if I die? Um, if we can slow down and instead of run away, we walk towards, right? Mm -hmm. So this, this thing, this cheetah, this fear, this, um, stuff is running towards us. We slow down, we turn around and we meet it. And we say, what is it that you're trying to show me? What is it that I need? And if we have that willingness to slow down enough to ask those questions, you're going to be able to access these deeper parts of your personal power instead of trying to run away, trying to find someone who has the answer to give you mm. or run away from something that's going to continually chase you your entire life. Because if you're in a Saturn return and you don't choose to face and look at and meet and greet, what Saturn is showing up with, 
it will find you. You cannot mm. outrun your karma. It, it mm. cannot run away from it. It's always going to try to find you. So that would be my greatest, greatest, greatest advice. I have two children. This is the advice I will also give them. Is <laughs> you have to slow down and meet yourself. And mm. that means meeting all aspects, really being with the ones that you don't like. Maybe you're running away from insecurity, um, unworthiness. Maybe you're running away from not feeling good enough. Maybe you're running away from uh, a worry that someone's going to hurt you again. Maybe you're running away. You know, we run away from a lot of things. Yeah. We have to turn around and meet them. So that would be the greatest triumph. And I have done some readings with people who, when they're sharing their Saturn stories, um, you're like, whoa, like it changes the trajectory of your experience. So mm. if you are interested in manifestation, you're like, oh, I want to create this. And I have these big dreams and I have these visions and I have these ideas and I have like this excitement about something. Maybe I want to bring into the world. And then that could be anything. It doesn't have to do with money. I think a lot of us get stuck on money. We think manifestation, it can have to do with the family system that you're in. It could have to do with the, um, partnership that you are in, involved with. It can have to do with the communities that you are inter- entangled with. Um, it can have to do with the opportunities that you are seeking. It really is anything. And if we take, I also am not a money coach. So that's part of the reason I don't focus so much on, um, like being a money mindset or anything like that, because I think that all of this has to do with um, abundance and money. Will you'll see it more clearly and receive it more easily when you meet yourself? Yeah, when you You're feel abundant sure. within, it's it's a it's just a reflection of that within. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely think we see put, that. I think we put just so much emphasis on money, and I love money. <laughs> because I love traveling and I right. love, love good food and I love snowboarding in the mountains and I like doing things that require an energetic exchange. Um, I also think things that have nothing to do with money at all. So I, I guess I don't focus so much on that, but, um, yeah, I, I, I think that during that period of time with Saturn, it, because it has so much to do with the element of earth and it has so much to do with like how the foundation of which your energy is being held by that. If you can clear up what's in that system that you've created in your life, that you're, that you are participating in your life, you can hold so much more mm. and, um, with ease mm. instead of like stress and rushing. Right. Do you think it has to do, this is also a little random, but you think our Saturn is linked to our root chakra and like scarcity and like that whole, um, just are those two somehow linked? Is Saturn, I guess, linked to a chakra in your body is my question. What do you see? Would you see it that way? Yeah. The element of earth, mm. I would say it would be associated with the element of earth because it is this network of, um, processes. It's the rules it is in, in our rules create, um, the, the,
the foundation, right? If you think about our earth and what this is how I think of the element of earth, because we live in and on it. Yeah. Is that nature has rules. There's laws of nature. That's Saturn. Hmm. Right? Like there's Ugh. laws that nature follows that are true. Yeah. Regardless of whatever. Regardless yeah. of whatever. And they always happen. And there's also this mystique element of like um the exception to the rule. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like there's always the exception to the rule or like glitch in the matrix. It's like there's always. So we don't want to get too hung up on like this is this and that is that and this will always be this because there's also this element of the feminine and flux and fluidity that can shift that. But inherently at the very baseline, there's these rules like it's always going to become fall. It's always going to become winter. It's always going to become summer. The sun is always going to go be brighter during this season. And it's always, you know, these things, these rhythms, these patterns always happen they are rules and so with saturn i think it's a good idea i guess i could give you a little call to action if you'd like some homework for anybody listening that would be to really sit down and look at what you hold yourself accountable for Mm. especially if you're going through a saturn return this would be advice that i would give to like a client that came to me for a reading and they were going through a saturn return i would say look at what you're being responsible for and what you're holding yourself accountable for in your life. Um, what are your rules? What are your non-negotiables and create systems in your life that allow you to hold yourself accountable for those. And those could be energetic. They could be physical. They could be about saving money, right? They could be like, I'm going to save a hundred dollars a week for the next 10 years. Um, they could be, you know, like that, those are rules that we can make to hold ourselves accountable for. And that's how in this world we manifest like things that are really solid mm. is by actually holding ourselves accountable, um, and really being in that earth element, which in this kind of generations that are up and coming, they don't want rules, don't want structure, yeah. don't want they don't, they want everything to be free and everything to be like, everything is anything. And I don't know if I'm just kind of old school because <laughs> I believe in truth. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm like, <laughs> right, like stuff cannot be this way. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you. Um, but I, I, I admire the ambition to be- <laughs> to have no rules, but it's almost a rule in itself of being like, I'm going to have no rules. That's a rule. Yeah. 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 You know, so you, you have to find what is going to work for you. I love that. I love, thank you so much for, um, even being open to taking this tangent into, <laughs> into this conversation, <laughs> because honestly, I think, um, it's, you just drop so much knowledge bombs honestly. So thank you. Um, and I also random before we end our convo, cause yeah, but, um, how obviously you're a business coach, right? You help kind women. In, in, okay. So you do also business and personal coaching as well, or. 
Yeah. I, so I've been playing with like what to call myself really, because, you know, we have to have some sort of identity in this vessel, um, and to have some clarity around who we're calling into our lives. Um, I do love working with people who are interested in creating, interested in bringing forth gifts and offerings and, and, um, expression. So Mm. that typically comes in the form of a business, but that could look so different for so many people, you know, Mm. like if you're a musician, do you consider yourself it being a business? Right. I see that. Okay. So, or if you're an artist, do you consider it being a business? It's like, it is at the core foundation of it, but, um, and I do really love helping people, but I, what I really thrive on is instead of business coaching, like I'm not going to teach you how to uh, build a business funnel and like, you know, all this kind of stuff. I'll help you set up the systems and structures to support your unique needs and desires. So if you're a person who is, who has like, you know, I have something to bring to the table. I have something I want to do. Typically it comes with a whole like sack of reasons (laughs) why you can't or things that are going to be in your way or, uh, you know, hangups all of these things that like block us from actually taking action. So the processes I have and things that I bring to the table are somewhere in between like a business and a business coach and maybe like a personal life coach with all of the yogic and entrepreneurship and astrological (laughs) um, foundation that I come with. So I, I like to play with energy. I just changed my bio. I call, I, what did I call myself? An energetic manifestation strategist. Mm. I, love I that. felt like those three words really, because I love strategy. Yeah. And I like to look at the whole situation. Mm. And um. so, yeah, I like to work with people who are like on that, on the edge. I typically, I've had clients that, thought they wanted to work with me and it didn't end up going so well when like, I don't know, maybe I kind of want to do this someday. I think that I might, but I don't think I do. It's like, you, you will not like me. (laughs) (laughs) You won't. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Because I, I, I need to be with the people who are like, I have this idea. I think I want to do it. I'm scared. I don't know where to start. Um, but I'm ready. Mm. If there's that attitude, I can work with anything. You could come to me with a sentence of an idea and that's it. And we will make a whole plan. Yeah. Um, But I love that you have this type of, um, your approach is that approach because, um, I'm sure you can relate yourself also, but as an entrepreneur myself, like you come to a point to learn that everything just stems from you. It doesn't matter what funnel you fucking have or what whatever you have or what content plan you have. It it that doesn't matter because the it's all like energetic and it really does all stem from your beliefs, how you approach things, your intention, you know. So I think there's a lot um I see one why you don't call yourself a business coach because it it does take you to that place. But I think the work in your approach is actually a lot more beneficial long term. 
for women that actually want to put something out there and express something, right? Because I think that's also really well said, express something, whether it's a business or an art or whatever it may be that they want to bring into the world. Like it really does stem from yourself and your beliefs and this giant bag you're carrying, how heavy this bag is and if you're willing to dig through it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I love that you, um, I love, I love what you're doing, girl. I love what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I recently just started really calling in and claiming that I want to work with women specifically because Mm -hmm. a lot of the, um, a lot of the place where I find that I thrive is supporting women who have a lot of these programs running. And I think this comes from being in the, in the hair industry for so long and sitting with so many women. Yeah. I guess we'll look in the mirror and be like, cover me up. I look terrible. Look at my face. Oh, you know, it's just like so much casting of other people's opinions of who you are out there. Mm -hmm. And so I really love focusing on the aspect and I find myself feeling really comfortable, um, because it's been my journey of going to those spaces. Um, so I, I really am excited about helping women find that personal power and strength, but not becoming like men. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Or, or the traditional concept of masculine, like far reaching masculinity, which is kind of where like the first kind of couple waves of feminism went was like in in the, this can go a whole other place, but I I really (laughs) think what we're really wanting is to find our unique way. Right. And I agree. I, I, I totally see what you're saying, because there is a extreme of wanting to be equal, but is that even it? You know, is it really just finding our own voice in it? Yeah. You know, so I totally yeah. see what you're saying, but I, I love that. And I can totally see how being a hairdresser has brought you to work with women. <laughs> yeah. So that that's me in a nutshell, guys. I, yeah. I, I started off in that place and then it's been my own journey for the last, I started doing coaching and like traveling around teaching probably eight years ago, mm. but, uh, pre panty and I was Penny. traveling, traveling a lot. And yeah. then 2020, it really grounded me. And that's when I started, um, broadening my, my, uh, communications beyond hairdressers, because up until then I was mostly working with hairdressers. Mm. And, um, then I started realizing that I was really talking to the soul of people, to the soul of women, to the heart of what they really want and unleashing creative possibilities, unbelievable possibilities of what we, we can, we, there's so much space for creation right now. There's so much space for uniqueness and new innovative ideas. And so that's what really gets me going. I like, and that's where the astrology and everything comes in because I'd love to look at who, who are you? What's here? What's the guts of what you've got? And like, do you even know, do you even know how powerful you are? Do you even know that you have these gifts? Do you even know that you have these aspects in your, your makeup that like, have you tapped into that? And when you start giving people permission to just fully be who they are and also shine light on the parts of themselves that they didn't know that were so amazing um, or talented, it's when you watch that that manifest into whatever it's going to to come into, it's unbelievable. 
it's just unbelievable. And I think that that's, I sounds like a pageant answer, but I'm like, I think that's what's <laughs> going to change the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. Well, again, but before we end this uh, podcast, I want to ask you two personal questions and, okay. um, I kind of decided to change one since you are into astrology. So you do know this, but, um, what are your rising and your moon and your sun sign? So you said Capricorn for your sun. Yep. I'm a sun and Capricorn in the third house. So okay. communication connection. And I think a lot, and that's probably why I have a podcast and I love talking to people and I love teaching. Um, and my rising is in Scorpio and it's also conjunct Pluto direct zero, oh. like exact degree. So my life is a lot of death and rebirth mm. all the time. And I, I could hear it in the sigh. <laughs> like, <woo>! Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So a lot of transformation in my life. I like to go really deep. That's why I love talking about stuff like this. I love going to the depths and the unseen and like really uncovering what's behind the facade of this life that we experience. Um, and my moon is in Taurus. So mm. I love being just in a delicious, cozy environment and I love nature and I love, love learning from the natural world and the beauty of, uh, this place that we get to live. So that's me. Oh, I love that. Okay. Um, Okay. Let me not, I was going to ask a whole question. Let me not even go there. So if you could have, if Kelly can have one meal dinner forever, one specific meal, what would it be? Hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> hmm. I don't know if it would be, well, so I went to Thailand like six years ago and I ate this, oh my God, I can't remember what it was called, <laughs> but I would eat that, this meal <laughs> in Thailand. It was some sort of curry okay, with noodles that they make in Northern Thailand and it is unbelievable. Um, I would eat that and fruit fruits. Yeah. <laughs> I love fruit. Um, yeah. I love tropical fruit, mango, coconut, bananas. Yeah. Okay. I love Thai food. I love Thai food too. Okay. Okay. I love that. I love that. <laughs> this dish is not having name. That was really <laughs> hard. I love food. <laughs> I feel like a tourist moon thing though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I want delights and pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, Taurus, Scorpio, I'm like, just pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Yeah. All day. I want to feel good and comfortable. I love that. Okay. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing so much information and just really expanding our minds in so many ways. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. It is a pleasure to do it. So thank you for having me, Samantha.